you there? Yes, I was waiting on OBS. Um, well, no one told me that except for now. So thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> You're just like, fuck, man. Jeez. Jeez, man. Like, come on. Gotta fucking Get with grip. the program. You, you fucking dink. <laughs> welcome to Pokemon Variety Hour, the podcast where we talk about a variety of different Pokemon topics. I am your host, Riley. And with me today, as you've probably already heard, because I don't think Jason is going to cut out the beginning, is your boy, your boy with the beard, Odin. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Odin here, back at it again with another lovely episode of Pokemon Variety Hour. How y'all doing? It has been a minute, certainly, since your last gracing us with your appearance. That it has. That it has. It has indeed. E. In Didi, the Pokemon. That's really good. Should write that down. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely. Oh my god. It was. It was. It was a perfect. Listen, I get enough of this from Gingy, okay? Yeah. Well, I'm. I. Yeah. I'll keep doing it though. That's fair. <laughs> it'll 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 happen <laughs> okay well uh shit how does this podcast... it's been a long time i don't know how this podcast goes what episode is this <laughs> 86 86 <laughs> <I think>. yeah <laughs> if Something it's not 86 there. it is now <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll call it 86 even if it's not yo I'm really upset that you didn't start Pokemon Variety Hour by going off of, uh, instead of calling it episode numbers, going by the national decks for Pokemon. Oh, what? Like, this is episode fucking Psyduck? Yeah, That's let, people, good, actually. let people just figure that shit out. But then it's like, we have Pokemon of the episode, though, and then we'd have two Pokemon of the episode, kind of, and it'd be weird. Would it be? Would it be weird? Bit. <laughs> this is in fact 86 but i i've confirmed well i mean you know that's just i i i guess we'll just you know go with that 80 86 it is confirmed then it, it is 86 it is in fact 86 and i've also confirmed that we did not make it for excuse me fuck we did not make a variety hour episode for the entirety of april episode 85 came out on march 23rd oh my Yep. This is the weekly podcast that we do, guys. It's great. Yeah, so welcome to episode seal. Um Oh hell yeah. <laughs> episode seal, boys. Next episode's episode Dugong, baby. I'm down for that. Woo! Let's go, episode Dugong. Episode Dugong coming soon. Coming presumably in like July, probably. <laughs> it depends. We'll see what happens. But anyway, I got to talk about what we've been doing in Pokemon. So, Odin, oh, without man. getting too much into our topic, uh, do you want to maybe share a little bit of what you've been doing? Well, um, generally, generally speaking, I have been playing a ton of Pokemon. <laughs> um, uh, pretty much every day for the past, I'd say, um, different types of Pokemon games. Uh, I did recently start a... Uh, a wonder lock on Pokemon Shield. 
uh, it's going okay. I have had about five deaths in the game so far, and I'm pretty salty about it because one of them was my Gastrodon, which was literally my my tank. It, it was just obnoxiously good. It had a storm drain, and it had scold, ice beam, yawn, and recover. With I think it was a bold nature. It's the one that lowers uh physical attack and raises um I think special special defense. That's um, really good. That's that's a big yeah, tank. And I, yeah, and it had leftovers, man. <laughs> oh man, um, I was gonna, that's actually great. Yeah, it's actually pretty solid. I thought about swapping up its um its move set to make it all offensive moves and then give it a yeah, an assault vest, but I figured Yon oh, was shit. too. I figured Yon was too useful to get rid of. Um, I also had my um, intimidate Incineroar get KO'd, so that was pretty frustrating. It had, oh yeah, that thing was like a beast. It had fake out. Um, it was really good. Uh, I got them all from like one uh from like the surprise trade on Pokemon Shield. Um. Mm-hmm. I had a char as I had a charmeleon faint. Um and I have a dupes clause on my game where like if it's a duplicate Pokemon that I get, I don't have to keep it, but if I do, I can use it. Um and so I can it's either an optional dupes clause. Yeah. And if I get a dupe that has died, I can either A use that new one that I get, or I can put the new one into the uh the graveyard box, the death box, and bring the old one back out, as long as it's part of its evolutionary chain. Um, and then there, I lost a Hitmonchan pretty early to bead, um, in that cave after facing off against Nessa. Um, I accidentally parting shot it, parting shotted with my, uh, Cat out from a, uh, Gothita and I got that competitive to activate and proc. So I was really upset. The Gothita ended up with a plus three in special attack and was psy shocking. Oh no. Oh God. Yeah. I, I fucked up bad. And I was like, who do I feel like losing? Who, who can I comfortably lose? I should have just used bite. That's always the worst thing in Nuzlocke. It's just like, okay, I'm guaranteed to die now. Who's dying. I just evolved that Tyrogue into a Hitmonchan and taught it the uh, elemental punches. So <laughs> you can imagine my frustration when I had to uh, sack it off. Um, I don't remember who else I lost. With that much but, solid t- hype coverage, you'd think he would have been one of the most valuable members on your team. He would have just- been. Well, the only other fighting type that I had available was a Machop, and I was just like, I'm not about that life. So um, I'm kind of hoping that through my uh, Wonder Trades, that someone sends over a Torchic with speed boost so I can get a Blaziken. I mean, then it would die though, Odin. Why? You've already had two fire starters die in your run. Don't you think that's some sort of fucking omen? <laughs> I mean, you right, though. You right. But right now I have a uh I ha- I have a char I-, I I got another uh Charmander um through Wonderlock, so I I got rid of the I kept the old one in the death box and I started using the new one because it had its hidden ability and is in a beast ball. So I got super hyped about that. shit. Oh, that's pretty dope, actually. Yeah. And so I've just been I've been using that one as a chart. I think right now I have a Blastoise. I have a Venusaur and I have a Charizard on my team. 
So Man, literally, you're just running that can of starters. They're just what I have, you know, like that's actually good. So. And then there's a couple other randos on my team that are just kind of there. Uh, I believe I have a Corviknight as well that knows like Brave Bird, Iron Head, uh, Body Press, and um, I I, I want to say fucking Drill Peck maybe. Dude, Corviknight is like wild. Like, or is it Bulk Up? I think it knows Bulk Up. Yeah, it's Bulk Up, Body Press. I can with- take or leave Corviknight design wise, but as a Pokemon, he's really fucking good. Like. He's on my um he's on my VGC team and he just does work. Oh yeah, Corviknight's solid. I've been using one in uh one of my other games I've been playing through which we'll talk about later. But yeah, um I'm not going to get into like the other Pokémon games that I've been playing because they're not official licensed Pokémon games. So Odin's been oh. playing Digimon and he's just pretending it's Pokémon. You're right. I'm I'm digivolving things. <laughs> Permanent digi digi evolution, digivolution. Did spirit evolution. But yeah, um, what have you been doing on Pokemon? Eh, a couple things, you know, here and there. A couple things here and there, you know. <laughs> uh, first of all, I did uh, take part. Uh, you know, I haven't done the show in like fucking two months. Something of anything interesting I might have done. Um, uh, I, I partook in a tournament, a showdown tournament on the uh, Blastburn Radio uh, Discord server. Yeah, uh, it was a. It was based on, fuck. I'm trying to explain it well enough. So they do a draft league there every once uh. in a while, and they had like their tiers set up for the next draft league. But what they did is like for a fun little tournament before the draft league actually starts. Cause like another podcast that's, that's popular is running a draft league right now and they don't want to run them both at the same time. So they did a fun little tournament where like they gave you like a certain amount of points and you had to build a team of six out of like the draft tiers. And that's what it was. So I built, I'd say a pretty decent team, even though it does have some glaring flaws. Um, yeah i ran i'm trying to remember because uh my browser is not cooperating to let me actually look at the team so um it was a i ran a mew a celebi a pukamuku a raichu a Gallade, and Something else. Uh, what was the what was the other one? <laughs> it's always just one that I forget. It's always just one. Oh shit! It's gonna actually let me look. Hold on. Mm-hmm. We're we about to find out, boys. That's not it. That's a different team. Let's go back to the list. Any minute now. It's there like, we go. Any it was minute. It was Ditto. How can I forget Ditto? He's like the most important part of my team too. Ditto, literally. The original imposter. But, <laughs> when the ditto is sus. But <laughs> um, so ditto was like the best. Okay, so there were like two or three, at least two, which is wild battles 
uh, where Ditto specifically won the whole thing by transforming into a Metagross and just clicking Meteor Mash (laughs) and just, like, destroying. Meteor Mash Mash. (laughs) Yeah, the Meteor Mash Mash, dude. But I was getting all the fucking RNG getting the Meteor Mash attack boost. Like, in the first one, I just out-Metagross the Metagross and and Meteor Mash the Metagross to death. And then, like, I killed one other thing. And then in the second battle, he switched out of the... um, the Metagross, and I just like ran train on his team with Meteor Mash. Oh my! That was Pat actually, who I fought in the uh, the playoffs. He got Ditto Metagrossed. That's that's depressing. So I actually so I played through. It was a Swiss format tournament, and I went through, and I there were four total battles before the playoffs i won three of them so i made the top cut and went to playoffs whenever i go into playoffs in a pokemon tournament i always lose in the first round so i went into my first fight like fully expecting to just get fucked and just be like well it was a good run Mm -hmm. and then i won and i was like okay that's cool but i'm fighting pat next so this has been fun while it lasted and then i beat pat and i was like oh okay and then uh i got six out in the finals (laughs) Oh my! But you know, at least I made it to the finals. Well, yeah, I mean that that's pretty uh that's pretty good and that's a pretty good achievement right there. Something to still be happy about. Yeah, of course. But you know, when you have such a good tournament run, to have it ended by just a fucking <laughs> spanking just sucks. But yeah. congratulations to uh, Roger M, who won the tournament. Uh, showed me who's boss, like a G, <laughs> and. I look forward to Blastburn Radio Draft if I get the chance to compete. I don't know how my schedule in life is going to work out once that actually starts, but I'm hoping that I can compete because, you know, I think this is season four of drafts. I don't remember if they count. They did a doubles draft. I think that did count as like a season of the main league. And I was in that. I was in the first season of the league, and then I was not in the second season. I was in... The doubles league, which I believe was season three. So now here's season four. I did not have an amazing performance last season uh, because doubles are bad and I'm bad at them. <laughs> yeah, but, well, it happens. Yeah, uh, but uh, this season is indeed singles. So I'm hoping I can at least match, if not do better than my performance in season one, which was the aforementioned making it to playoffs and losing in the first round. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I wish you best of luck and stuff. Thank you very much. And uh, other than that, there's a couple Nuzlocks going on. Uh, so I believe this definitely started after the last time Variety Hour happened. So we've been talking. We've talked about it on the podcast a couple times and on Pixels a couple times that uh, Blastburn Radio, the Nuzlocke podcast that lot of us start podcasting in general was coming back with x and y after having declared black and white to their last series they they revived they max revived blast burn radio yeah i started a i started a play along competitive trio for x and y uh to play along with blast burn radio we got through our first cycle up to viola and i'm not doing great y'all uh, it did not go great for me first cycle. 
just uh, just to give you an oh. idea before I describe how it went for me in general, uh, the points totals for the first cycle uh, were first place had 70 points, second place had 60 points, and third place had 10 points. Guess which one I was. <laughs> Bottom? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it happened. So how it went was... It, it wasn't, like, bloody or anything. Like, if you, you see 10 points, and you're like, oh, he probably lost half of his Pokemon. That did not happen. So, what did happen was I got a pretty shitty board of encounters. Uh, along with my starter, Froki, I got a fucking... I got a Bidoof. <laughs> I got a Burmy, which I was really pissed about, because fuck Burmy. Yeah. I got... A scatterbug, which was good, because Vivalon is really good. And I got a mm-hmm. Pidgey. And we got to Viola. And it was like, I don't really see how I could hard mode this. So I'm going to easy mode it and hope I can make up the difference in PvP and in not having Pokemon die. Because that's how the point system works, right? Is you get points for like PvP and shit. Yeah. Along with doing the gyms with the varied difficulties. So I went to the gym on easy mode. And the plan was, because Viola was a big risk, right? Okay. So it was very possible that something was going to die, and I was prepared for that. So the plan for Viola was just bring out Pidgey, kill the Surskit, because the Surskit didn't seem like much of a threat, do as much damage to the Vivalon as possible, and either get to the point where infestation wears off so I can switch out or just Pidgey dies and Vivalon mops up. My own Vivalon mops up. So I go into the fight. I do get her to waste her potion on Surskit, which is good. Okay. But Pidgey okay. almost dies in the process of beating the Surskit. <gasps> so <laughs> obviously <laughs> Vivalon doesn't go well. And Pidgey yeah. does, in fact, b- bite the big one without even doing damage to the Vivalon. That's in, that that's depressing. That that's that's kind of sad. Why would you? That tell is me very that? sad. That that Pidgey did not do very good. Uh, fucking Frittleman, the Pidgey, did not perform very well. <laughs> Frittleman, I love it. <laughs> yeah, my naming theme is characters from Nickelodeon sitcoms and. That Pidgey in particular was named after Jack Frittleman, who was the evil CEO of a chip company called, you know, Frittles. Yeah. (laughs) He's named after Mr. Jack Frittleman himself, and he did not perform in this gym battle. And I was able to make it through the Vivalon with a combination of of my own Vivalon and my Bidoof, who actually, it was like, it actually came to a moment where, like, my Bidoof is at, like, 2 HP, and it's like, okay... Either you kill with this tackle or you die. And it did kill with the tackle. So Doof lives another day. Oh, snap. So, but the unfortunate thing was my Vivalon overleveled the level limit, which meant I couldn't use it in PvP. Uh, no. So I went into PvP with just my Froki, my fucking Burmy, and my Bidoof. And that didn't oh. end well for me. I lost both PvP matches, obviously. Yeah, I can imagine that. I can imagine it being that way. So yeah, hopefully it goes better for me in future cycles. 
but uh, a Nuzlocke challenge that's going a lot better for me is the World Tour, the Grand Nuzlocke World Tour, which I know I did talk about last time. I don't remember how far we were back back then, but right now we are hot into cycle four, the Erica cycle for red, blue, and yellow. Oh, man. And so far I've been doing extremely well, and that has continued to be the case. Uh, me and Aliara, who is a friend of ours, friend of the show, um, uh-huh. Me and him are tied right now. So the challenge is split in three separate trios and we're in separate trios. So, but in terms of like everybody who's participating in the challenge, me and Aliara are tied for the most amount of points we could possibly have at the points of the games we are in. Technically we're not tied right now because I haven't done PVP for cycle four, but at, it, from the end of the last cycle, we were tied. And I gotcha. So... We've done every gym on hard mode. We've won both of our PvP matches every cycle, and we haven't had anything die. Hmm. Which has well. been very good. But I actually do, for the first time in cycle four, I have a couple close calls, like some really close calls that are worth mentioning. Yeah. First of which was when you fight your rival in the Pokemon Tower. In Pokemon Yellow, which is the game I'm playing, he has a Shelder, which is his second Pokemon. Okay. I didn't know that because I didn't look it up. So I go into the fight. He leads with his Firo like he always does. I lead with my Nido King and I click Thrash and I kill the Firo. Then out comes the Shelder. Oh my. And now here's the thing, right? If I was just taking like normal water type moves from a Shelder, because the Shelder was several levels under me. My Needle King would have been fine. He would have went through the thrash, gotten confused, and I would have switched him out. Yeah. What the Shelter did have that I was not prepared for was Clamp. So in Gen 1, we all know how Gen 1, like, rap and fire spin work, where they make it so you can't move, and they just it's like a continuing attack. Yeah. Also, an effect of that that I did not know, because I've never encountered it before, because I don't use thrash very often is if you're using Thrash, you're locked into Thrash. And if somebody used Clamp or Rap on you, you're, you're, you're still locked into Thrash. You can't actually use Thrash, but you're locked into it. So you can't switch, you can't heal, you can't do anything. Damn. So this shelter is hitting me with super effective Clamp. I'm locked into Thrash, so I can't move. And he gets my Nido King down to like 2 HP. Before he is finally freed from this fucking nightmare. Oh. So that was heart-wrenching. Even more heart-wrenching was while I was grinding for Erica herself. I was grinding my Charmeleon, who I don't even use. He hasn't... He's never been in my active party for, like, general gameplay. And he was only in my PvP roster once. But I was using him for the gym specifically because he could resist grass and hit decently hard with cut. Yeah. Because it's hard mode, right? So you can't use like super effective moves. That's what hard mode is. So I'm hitting, hitting back with cut. And um, I'm grinding for this gym. I'm in the grass. And in the grass next to Lavender Town in Pokemon Yellow, there's a chance for you to run into Kadabras. Mm-hmm. And one particular Kadabra hit me with a critical hit Psybeam. Or it was Confusion, actually. It hit me with a critical hit Confusion. And it left my Charmeleon at 1 HP and confused it. 
and I was already locked into a move because I was slower. So I had to go through a confusion cycle. (laughs) So it was just that fucking coin flip of whether I had to watch my Charmeleon fucking off himself. Which, you know, I've neglected him a lot during this fucking playthrough. Like, I've I've treated him like shit this entire time. So I wouldn't be surprised if he did off himself. So he was just sitting there, and it's like, Yang is confused. His name is Yang. And I'm like, don't fucking do it. Don't punch yourself. And he did not punch himself, thankfully. So Yang lives. So does my Neo King. Everybody lives. No deaths yet. I downed Erica on hard mode with no problem. And we soldier on. And I'd say that's about it for what I've been doing in Pokemon. Nothing else interesting anyway. Nothing. Nothing at all else after like two months ten, yeah ten yeah, like two months of just like not doing anything i'm sure there's been stuff there and the, here and there but just like nothing worth super mentioning yeah i gotcha i could talk about how i played uh i did one more attempt of ultra moon after dropping out from the dicketeers because i kept wiping to the like a random <laughs> trainer battle yeah it wasn't a random trainer battle it's the fight against yimma but it's not actually the trial it's you fight yimma before the trial you remember <laughs> Yeah. I kept wiping to him because his fucking Smeargle, you know, he has the elemental moves and he has tackle, which with technician is 90 base power. It's fucking insane, is what I it is. know. So I tried one more time and just on my own, no more part of the Dicketeers because they're way far now. Yeah. And I wiped to Yima again. So that's how that went. Man, rest in peace to the to the try number three boys, the the Danganronpa boys. <laughs> no, it was try number four, I think. I don't even remember at this point because yeah. there was. I remember them by like the nicknames I used, <laughs> and for I remember I did a run where I used Naruto names, and that ended. And I did a run where I did uh, GTA names, and that ended as well. <laughs> And I did a run where I did the Danganronpa names, and that was the one I just did, and that also ended. Hmm. So yeah, not great, but you know, we live on. True. We will. We do. All right, well, now it's time to get into our topic. Uh, so, Odin, what are we talking about today? Well, today, we're talking about Pokemon. Are we really? <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. I had all my notes uh, yeah. ready for. I had all my notes ready for fucking uh, Beyblade, dude. <clears throat> Who knew we'd be talking about uh, Pokemon on a uh, Pokemon Variety Hour? You know, dude. I totally thought we were talking about Beyblade today. Shit. I uh, scrap I, all my notes. Honestly, I was pretty sure this was a Bionicle uh, podcast. But <laughs> no, we were actually going to debate which was better between Bionicle and Beyblade. <laughs> what were the better toys? Oh no. Uh, I don't know, because you could take both of them apart and mix them with other pieces, so... You could put the Bionicles on the Beyblades? <laughs> just, ma- just make the most powerful beings of the universe? Why worry about what could be better when you can combine them and make them the best? Bionablades. Bionablades! Bainicles! Oh no! <laughs> Bainicles! <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, but today we are talking about Pokemon ROMs or and Pokemon ROM hacks. So to address something real quick before we get into the weeds of this, this is actually the first time, this is unprecedented, the first time we are revisiting a topic on Pokemon Variety Hour. Is it really? Yes. Oh, shit. Uh, we talked about ROM hacks on episode 20, but it was just me and Brad, and we barely actually talked about the topic. So. Oh, well, <laughs> this is more like the um, the actual one. The other one was like a... Uh... We barely touched any of it. <laughs> it's comparable to the um, the portal episodes of Pixels. Oh god, where the f- where the first one was terrible at a dumpster fire. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm all about those dumpster fires. I'm here for them. Dude, there's some been some pretty good Pixels dumpster fires. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there has been. <laughs> there Before is the time of Odin, who was there, who's here to keep us in line now. No more dumpster fires when Odin's around. I'm pretty sure I started somewhere in the 60s for episodes. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Pokemon ROM hacks. Odin, I'm going to let you uh, sort of give your diatribe here. One, because you've been playing them a lot. And two, because I need to take about a five-minute break to turn my AC on and do a couple things. So please, sure. tell our friends about ROM hacks. Yeah. So Pokemon ROM hacks, what are they? Pretty much what they are, they're fan-made Pokemon games that people have put their heart and soul, blood, sweat, and tears into making, or they just slap shit together and said, here you go, have fun. Now, there is a variety of Pokemon ROM hacks out there, and they all offer different awesome things. Uh, some of them are just kind of meh. Some of them offer like some crazy stuff. One of, um, A lot of the notable ROM hacks that you'll see that deals with Pokemon is that either you'll find like the main, like iconic series run throughs for the Pokemon game. So you'll find stuff like uh stuff that deals with like a uh, gen one. So you'll see a lot of like fire red ROM hacks. Um, occasionally you'll see stuff like gen three ROM hacks for like Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald. Um, but typically a lot of the notable, a lot of the more like noteworthy ones, they'll end up completely changing up the story or they will add like new characters in they'll put in they'll make they'll completely remake the entire uh game itself and make it in a whole new area so they'll go through and they'll custom design the entire place by itself um now the nice thing about rom hacks what they have to offer is that they give you a new way to play the game. They offer up new innovations. Uh, sometimes they offer up a slight new or like revamped UI that they produce inside for the game. Um, they can promote a uh, more fun way to play the game too. Uh, some people want more challenging, so they'll make they'll make the game a little bit more difficult. Some want to be able to play ROM hacks that have all the Pokemon in them or a specific group set of Pokemon. Um, There's lots of possibilities that you can have for ROM hacks. I'll definitely say that one of the most recent, a couple of most recent ones that I've been playing is a Pokemon Mm -hmm. radical red and the last and Pokemon, the last fire red. Now these two ROM hacks are very similar. Um, They both are designed for Pokemon fire red and they both offer all Gen 1 through 8 Pokemon. 
Now, the Pokemon, obviously, Gen 6 and up, you know, those are all 3D model-based Pokemon. So there isn't really any in-game sprites for them outside of, like, when you're in, your, like, your party options. And even then, they're they're not really great sprites. So a lot of those mods have to have custom sprites made for them. Dude, imagine and- if they made a ROM hack that put in, like, all those Pokemon and they just used their fucking little, like, party screen sprites as their real sprites. I'd hate it. I'd hate it so much. I I I I uh I don't know how I'd feel. Honestly, uh, I feel I think if they did like a whole Pokemon game where every Pokemon was that, it'd be interesting because like the little chibi art design that'd be that'd oh, be yeah. like interesting to see. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Now, the nice thing about uh, these two uh, ROMs that are very similar but also very different is that they both offer the, your Mega Evolutions. The uh, one of the mechanics that people really love about Pokemon uh, there. I believe I don't think. I don't think uh, radical red offers Z moves, but I know that the last fire red offers Z moves. Like you can use Z moves in there as well. Um, they both offer up uh dynamaxing and, and uh gigant, uh gigantamaxing. So that's really cool. Um, they both have raid dens also. Um, the they only different dens, they both have raid dens. Yes. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Now the biggest difference between them is that radical red is more based on your competitive style of Pokemon play. Like you're going like VGC style, um, like once you get to a certain point of the game, it just becomes really hard to beat the uh, the boss battles. Like, so you're like your gym leaders or like main campaign uh, bosses that you fight. Um, they're they'll have their Pokemon specked out, IVs, EVs, move sets, everything, natures, all of it. Uh, they'll still stick to like their the the style of Pokemon that that person or that boss uses, but their teams will be swapped up now these version uh and the last fire red isn't like that it does offer a similar version a similar uh difficulty to play like that called hard mode but you don't have to play it that way and both of these uh difficulties both of those difficulties are chosen in the beginning of each of the games so it's not like you can change them midway through the game um now, both of the games also offer what's called a randomizer, which a lot of people really enjoy because now that means that you you don't go you don't run into the uh, same Pokemon uh, in the in all the routes that you would normally run into as like the standard game progression. This uh, randomizer makes it so that random Pokemon are set to spawn in certain locations. So, typically, let's say Route One, you got like your Pidgeys. Or, you know, your zigzagoons and shit. Um, in route one on a randomizer, your poke your main Pokemon that you run into on that route could be Torterra, a Mewtwo, and randomly a Mianfu. So it offers up. Oh, doing a randomizer of the last fire red is probably actually super interesting considering it has all fucking eight million Pokemon. Yeah, uh eight million's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no uh i think we're i think having that option in there is really good for randomizers um but there's a plethora of different uh items and stuff 
Uh, like I said, you got your Mega Evolutions. The nice thing about the Last Fire Red, it offers uh, Mega Evolutions for Pokemon that don't actually have them, but should have got them. So you got like Mega Butterfree. I'm not like spoilers. You get ready for, your, for this. Uh, you got Mega Butterfree. You got Mega Nidoking, Mega Typhlosion. Um, you got Megas for a lot of different types of Pokemon that didn't have them. Um, yeah. Now, those are some of like the most notable Pokemon ROMs. They offer a lot inside of the game for what it is, and it's insane. Um, there are different genres for the uh, Pokemon ROM hacks, too. You got the more laid-back, silly ones. You got Pokemon Fire Red, but they're all Yu-Gi-Oh! monsters instead of Pokemon. You got Pokemon... Whether it's you got Pokemon GBA ROM hack insert here, but they're all the all the Pokemon look like cat girls. Uh, no, you think there's Moemon where they all look yeah. like anime children. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one Moemon. We're actually, like, you know, shameless plug, but uh, me and Andrew are actually playing that on Big Guy Little Guy right now. We're playing Moemon Emerald. Is it good? <laughs> I mean, it's just Pokemon Emerald, but they're all little anime girls. The art is nice, but the connotations are a little creepy. Yeah, I don't think I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, I might um, pass. But uh, uh, another example of like the funny ROM hacks is actually a, a ROM hack we did an entire episode about uh, just a few episodes ago, Pokemon Clover, which uh, me and Tolo did a full Let's Play up on this YouTube channel, which is the 4chan Pokemon hack. And it is quite the interesting experience. Yeah, I've heard some stuff about Clover. Not a lot. I haven't touched it myself. I, I'm I'm really only interested in a few select types of Pokemon uh, ROMs. I know that one that I really enjoyed was a uh, redesigned Poke like Gen 1 Pokemon, the uh, Pokemon uh, Rebooted. It was a Fire Red ROM hack. Um, you and yeah, I. Yeah, that's looked, that was really interesting. I I looked into that a little bit. We looked at the designs, and I like, played a little bit of it. Like and, some uh, of the some of the sprite design, like redesigns for the Pokemon are good. Some of them are man. Some of them are horrible. Um, but the idea of the ROM itself was to erase anything you have that you have memory of of what the Pokemon are supposed to look like, and imagine this is what the Pokemon originally looked like. How would you react? Some it's interesting really because, good. yeah, because actually this hack, um, it's based off like an Instagram page where they were just like redrawing all the Pokemon. And most hacks it, are based off of an Instagram page. <laughs> are they really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Or a 4chan page for Pokemon Clover's case. But, um, <laughs> but it was really interesting to see like this art project turn into like a full-fledged game and that's like the kind of opportunities that rom hacks can present right is like being able to turn like something like that's kind of like a pipe dream into reality like your little drawing project where you're redrawing all the pokemon holy shit it's a real pokemon game now yeah exactly well like so a lot of the more like in-depth pokemon rom hacks where they have like a lot of fake mon in too um, they all start with like people who like just were designing like whole entire regions and Pokemon for that region and like different regional forms for Pokemon that already exist. 
so there's uh there's one that was created it's called a pokemon xenoverse it's it has a lot of the uh real pokemon in there but there's also a lot of fake mon in there too it's really well designed and it introduced a new typing uh a new type called a uh, sound type um it was pretty good typing uh but it introduced a whole entire new mechanic for uh for type effective effectiveness charts um really good storyline and there is kind of there is a there's touches of daft punk in there um just just it, a little bit just a sprinkle of daft just a little punk. bit it's not that the uh <laughs> two main bosses in that game a and b aren't the uh daft Bu- daft punk duo and when you fight the um that uh antagonist team anytime it's the it's the around the world song from daft punk in there so that's slightly changed up but that's also another good pokemon rom hack very well designed very well like it's a completely brand new region everything's done up differently really good solid graphics like they put really good time and effort into it uh but Uh, the thing is if you're still talking about xenoverse i don't know if i missed something when i took my headset off that's a hard thing to define because xenoverse is not a rom hack it was built from the ground up yeah so xenoverse is like it's a whole new fan made it's still a fan made pokemon game it's just not a rom hack it's not built from a rom itself it's just a pokemon fan game same same general same general idea like yeah, same, you know, we, in general, we yeah. talked about fan games in the other rom hacks episode too it's fine yeah <laughs> it's hard to uh, separate the two it it kind of is i, I kind of spaced that too I, I just figured i'd bring it up um but there's a lot of good features that you can that you can take and pull from like different pokemon games and try to add them into rom hacks you just got to know how to implement them in there and a lot of people who make these fan these uh, fan-made Pokemon games for the ROM hacks, uh, they, they do a pretty solid job of doing that. Um, it, it's, it's really amazing what you, well, when you see what people have actually put together and decided to put out. I mean, some of, some of the things that they put in there are really simple, you know, or they do like standard quality of life changes to the game, but here's still the base game. And I think it's interesting. One of the most interesting things about the ROM hacking scene is just seeing like the stability increase, right? Because like all these yeah. like crazy features they add to fucking to Pokemon games uh, with the ROM hacks, they've been doing that for years. But like a lot of the yeah. old classics were very unstable. Like they had a lot of glitches. Uh, uh, loading was altered, and now that is fuck brain go. And now that's less the less the case is what I was trying to convey. Yeah. You don't you don't have as much those issues like a lot like a while like bit back when ROM hacks became like a really huge thing and people were doing like fan made games and whatnot. Um, you were still you were very limited as what you could do with them. You know, like if you want to if you wanted to add Pokemon to it, you almost had to like completely like rewrite Pokemon in that Pokedex in order to be in there, and you had to take Mons out to put Mons in. And the the capabilities of what they had weren't that great. Some of them were ahead of their time, but they eventually became like, all right, well, that's nothing compared to this now, as things typically work in the real world. But 
where where ROM hacks for Pokemon have come, where they came from as and to where they are now, they have drastically changed drastically. And I think they've done nothing but improve. Um, I don't know, Riley. Do, what do you think? Do you do you think they've improved at all? Do, do, do you think they've uh they've done way better at their jobs? Well, it's not really jobs. Um, so, I guess it's kind of a give and take. And this is probably just me being uninformed about the ROM hack community, to be entirely honest. That's fair. Uh, but so nowadays, the technical side has improved just a whole lot. It's just. It's to see it grow and evolve the way that it has is just crazy. But I feel like all like the ROM hacks that people point to for like their story and like their and like their actual like plot are like the old old ones, like you know, Light Platinum yeah. and like Dark Rising and hacks that came out in like 2017 or earlier. Yeah. Cause now a lot of the new hacks nowadays, like you know, Radical Red are like, you know, it takes Pokemon Fire Red and it's just like whoa, whoa now it's competitive. And it has all the Pokemon in it, but it doesn't yeah. really like, you know, tell a compelling story or at least not any more compelling than Fire Red already was. Yeah, at least at least the last Fire Red added a lot of like Pokemon character, like iconic Pokemon characters in the game, like Butch and Cassidy are in there. Um, James, James and Jesse and Meowth are in there. Um, you have Brendan and May. You have Serena. You have gold uh silver and crystal in there i think um i know they i actually think, go by gold silver and crystal i think they... gold i think yeah gold's in there for sure okay because um, usually in canon i guess they're going by the manga they usually prefer that character is ethan if you're going games yeah so ethan which is gold i believe correct Yes, Ethan and Gold are the same characters, just that in the games he gets referred to as Ethan, in the manga he gets referred to as Gold. Funny, quick, uh, funny, quick, on-topic, off-topic uh, fun fact. Um, sure. Before Pokemon uh, Gold and Silver came out, um, I, I used to draw a lot of Pokemon. Um, I, drew a I drew myself a character in Pokemon, and it looked almost just like ethan that's wild and then gold silver and crystal drop uh gold and silver dropped and there's ethan i'm like oh my fucking god that's crazy and then i tried telling people like look at this i drew this like way before and now this is out and it's like it's almost like my design was pretty much used and people are like well, it wasn't. I'm like, I know my design wasn't. No one had an idea that I drew this. But it's just amazing, like, when you think of something and you don't tell anybody about it, but someone else thought about it, too. It's just really cool. So I have a... I also had a little bit of a side tangent you reminded me of with Ethan and Gold. It's not on topic for ROM hacks, but it won't take long, and it is Pokemon-related. Yeah. So, with the manga, right? Mm-hmm. They they had the, you know, the habit of naming the characters after the games, which, you know, it worked like, you know, you got red, blue and you got red, blue and green and yellow. A little a little weird for human names, but, you know, they sound good enough. Yeah. Then you get gold, silver and crystal. Same general thing. Uh, Ruby, sapphire and emerald. Ruby and sapphire are names that people have in real life. So that's yeah. still, that sounded fine. Wait, was that Brendan and May's name in like the manga? 
yes, the the Brendan was Ruby and May was Sapphire, and there that was I'm a there was a separate character whose name was Emerald, who is not in the games. Yeah, I think they stopped. Didn't they stop doing that after a while, though? No, not in Japan, at least. So they got what? the Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, and it was um, I believe, I believe Dawn was actually called Platinum, if I remember right. Like it was the the main character was Diamond, the rival like Barry was Pearl, and then Dawn was Platinum. And then I don't know how I feel about that. For black and white, it was like the girl's name was white and the guy's name was black, which is when it got a little weird. Like that's there's some weird connotations to those names. And then we get to black and white too. This is my favorite thing. So this is when the English translations of the manga gave up on this and just yeah. called them Nate and Rosa. Yeah. But in in the in Japan, I don't know why I pronounce it like that, in Japan. Japan. They, in Japan. Uh, you want to know what their names were? It was not just the name of the game, but it was close. What was it? Their names were Lactu and Witu. Nope, I'm done. I give up. <laughs> forever, forever give up. And then, you know, it started sounding at least somewhat normal after that. Like X and Y, okay. Sun and Moon, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Sword and Shield, questionable. But you know, yeah. Uh, but honestly, that that's I I didn't think that it it went that far into it. Well, it might not have. Uh, the last one I confirmed was X and Y, so I know it went up to X and Y. They might have stopped after that. That's silly. All right, neat fun fact. But yeah, back onto the topic. Observe little, but you know, to, uh, actually, this is a good transition because another ROM hack I wanted to mention was uh, uh, the Pokemon Adventures uh, chapters, specifically the red chapter, which is the one that they oh, finished. I've been thinking about playing that, yeah. So, Pokemon Adventures red chapter is I haven't played it because I don't play video games, <laughs> like, I, I want to play them and then I don't have the attention span to put into them. But what Pokemon Adventures Red Chapter does is it retells the story of the manga, which is a great fucking story. I've been toting the manga for years. I love the manga. It retells the story of the original arc of the manga starring your boy Red. And, you know, it, it's a decently challenging game. Yeah. And the story is well done. And you don't have to use Red's team for the story to work, which is uh, the, where the game Ash Gray falters. Because that's a really good designed like story ROM hack to retell the story of the anime, but you have to use Ash's team verbatim, or like some of the cutscenes just don't work. That's not the case with Adventures Red. You can have your own team, and it also has a fully like original post game, which apparently gets so hard that the level cap in Adventure Red is not one hundred. Oh my! You want to know? You want to guess what it is? Is it like two hundred? Higher. 500 much lower 350 uh lower 300 lower 250 that's as close as you're gonna get it's 255 oh shit that's that's insane can you imagine leveling your pokemon up to 200 level 255 <laughs> yeah that's a crazy prospect i don't even know how it happens i was just told like yeah that's how it works and i'm like holy shit that post game must be huge i believe 
I believe you go to Johto. Don't quote me on that. I know you go to the Orange Islands. I know that much. That's cool. But yeah, the Adventure Red is definitely something I would recommend. It's a really coolie, a coolie, a, <laughs> a very good design ROM hack. Yeah. And, uh, you know, play, play ROM hacks, everybody. They're good. They really are, <laughs> honestly. They, they, they offer up a different type of entertainment if you're bored from the standard usual Pokemon games that are out, that are licensed by Nintendo and Pokemon Company. You know, those are different. Those are like their main games. These are. Look at them as like side quests, if you will. They're they're not important, but they're not a part of the main story arc, but they're still good. They're still fun. Like there's yeah. a, you could find fun in any ROM hack. Like even I feel like ROM hacks are usually either like okay to good, amazing or laughably bad so like even the bad ones you can laugh at <laughs> i've played some pretty bad ones in my day i don't remember their names but i've played a couple of really bad ones and i i, I stumbled onto i was like oh this looks cool because i looked at the art and some of the screenshots and stuff and then i play it and i'm like oh my god the animations are awful what is my character doing i'm literally floating it's almost like as bad as like t posing like this is this is awful Dude, I would play a Pokemon game where you were just T-posing the whole time. Jeez. I'd play that game. T-posemon? Pokemon T? Yes! Just to, no, make T-pose sprites for all of the Pokemon. This is a great idea. We need to, we need to make this happen. How do you do T-pose? T-pose is for Pokemon that don't have arms. They'd figure it out. Imagine Oddish. Look, somebody made a hack of Pokemon Crystal that replaced like everything in the game with the Amogus meme. So if they can pull that off, then they can do anything. I think. That's that's crazy. I know that um. There there's a lot there there's a there's a Pokemon ROM hack out there for everybody. There really honestly is. Um, there's a lot of lewd ones that you can find online too that. I'm not going to touch base oh, on no. Some of them are super creepy. The Psychic Adventure, is that the one you're thinking of? That is one of them. <laughs> That's the one I remember. Yeah. Well, then there's but... stuff like, there's Outlaw, which is legitimately good. Yeah. There are, uh, there are also Pokemon games that allow you to choose, like, an option of, do you want this to be, like, really dark? Or do you want this to be... You know, <laughs> yeah, that friends. was in Insurgents, one of the most famous fan games. There's like a, there's like, do you um, want to play the full dark mode or do you want to play like normal? Pokemon, Pokemon. Un, uh, Pokemon Unbound is another one of those that offer a uh, dark version of the story mode, um, and where your actions actually dictate how the game goes too, like things that you choose to do, um. Uh, that only has Pokemon Generations 1 through 7. It doesn't have 8 in it. Um, but that one's pretty good. Like, literally, in the very beginning of, like, Pokemon Unbound, there is literally one of the, uh, one of the um, members of the antagonist, the antagonist group gets um, one of the leaders burns alive one of the grunts. Oh, God. Okay. Jeez. Yeah, like it gets dark, like really, really dark. Like the whole the whole atmosphere of the game changes when you select play the dark the dark version of the storyline. 
yeah um, that's that's wild yeah but unbound is another one of those games i've been kind of playing and checking out slowly um i i really struggle when i play a pokemon rom game that doesn't have all the generations available i don't know why i think it's just i can definitely get past that for me like a lot of the rom hacks we didn't really touch on we didn't touch on these like almost at all in the original rom hacks episode and they don't get talked about as much just because they're not as grandiose yeah but the drayano hacks have a huge place in the pokemon community oh for sure and yeah um what was it uh he did a um he did he's he's actually done quite a bit of them he's even done uh, i think one or two for uh pokemon sword and shield um he, i don't know if he's done sword and shield yet but he's done um i'm pretty sure he has if um i know he did one at least the one that i am fully aware of is that he did one for uh alpha sapphire as far as i know the the Drayano lineup there's been um he did fire red omega uh he did renegade platinum he did uh sacred gold and storm silver vault white and blaze black and their sequels and he did omega ruby alpha sapphire i, I think they were called rising ruby and sinking sapphire or yeah something like that yeah sinking and sapphire the, and that one, that was, that's that one, all he's done, I think. Uh, Sinking Sapphire was good. I actually watched A Drive's uh, Let's Play uh, for Sinking Sapphire, and it was so good. It was amazing. Um, definitely one to look at. What yeah, are you, Drayano, Drayano's famous for just like having hacks that are like. It's not like to the level of Radical Red where you literally have to be a fucking Smogon player to play them, but it's like a good, like, you know, Pokemon hard mode, and it has it gives you access to a lot of Pokemon you wouldn't usually be able to get in those particular games. It doesn't add any, but it allows you to get any Pokemon available in the national decks of the game maybe, that attacked. Maybe that's why I didn't enjoy, um, why I didn't enjoy Radical Red as much, because I hate Smogon. <laughs> I'm not yeah, Radical Red is a very Smogon uh, centric game, I think. Like it caught my eye because of what it offered. And then when I finally realized just how difficult it was, when you go to fight Giovanni for the first time in the hideout and you get your shit pushed in by the very first Pokemon he drops, you're just like, oh, I give up. It'd definitely be interesting to try to foster like a competitive team, like in a setting where it's an actual game. Cause like I know they give you resources to do that. But like it's you still have you everything at your disposal. Like we're talking like reworking your IVs, complete EV training, uh level up training, um, items, all of it, everything. You have it all available to you. But then there's also like move sets and stuff where it's like certain Pokemon, their competitive move sets are pretty centric around their egg moves, which you yeah. probably don't have a lot of access well, like, to. A drive did a uh he's on it he's actually on his second attempt for a nuzlocke for the uh radical red has there uh, been one has there been a beaten nuzlocke of radical red like is that out there yeah, somewhere there has been a nuzlocke that has been that has beaten radical red a couple of them um really? was, i'm surprised uh it wasn't the most current version of radical red that was that's out right now it was the previous version um not to not to like take away from the people who beat the uh beat the entire game for that for radical red uh before this current update 
but the elite four and everything now on this update is way more difficult than what it was before. Like it's insane. Like a drive got to, um, see here. He beat Lorelai, not Lorelai. Yeah. Lorelai. And then was going against Agatha and lost. Was it that? Yeah. Yeah. No, um, he got he got to the third member of the elite four and lost oh that's actually so painful bro i i literally know that exact feel because it, it wasn't a hack so it's not like i was playing some like cool hard game but my recent nuzlocke of emerald that is how it ended i lost to glacia the third member of the elite four yeah well like i and honestly like i watched the entire let's play like stream videos all of that for a drive for when he was doing the radical red uh i need to catch up now for his he i think he just started attempt number two today for a radical red um because i think he's really trying to beat it but he uh he did a lot of work like the amount of time that you put in to just simply preparing for a single gym battle for a uh for a gym leader is insane like we're talking like full-fledged builds i mean he had like a paper like a walkthrough to know like what what pokemon the gym leaders are going to be using what their ev spread was what their ivs were uh their moves what items they were holding and even still having all that knowledge available to you some of the leaders have like separate teams they have like more than one team that you could encounter and it's up for random. It's it's a random team for which one you get placed against. So you could be preparing for the wrong team and not even know it. Uh oh, that's never a good i. That's never a good time, is it? No, but ROMs like that are pretty good. They they just I don't know. I struggle with those so bad. I just want to enjoy the game and the Pokemon and everything. So that's why I'm really been. That's why I've really been getting into the last Fire Red ROM hack. Because it's, it's, it just offers a different play style, and it's really fun. It's still crafted to be difficult, even without hard mode, right? Oh, it's it's still difficult. Like, it's definitely harder than your average Pokemon game. It's just not as difficult as Radical Red. Like, it, it's definitely a couple, it's like, it's definitely a couple steps above the other, like, older, like, other Pokemon games for difficulty level. Would like, you say it falls above or below the threshold of like a Dreano hack? Um, it's about the same. Just, I know that Dreano really, um, he likes to still make things seem practical and a little competitive, but not like Smogan prepare your anus competitive. <laughs> um, prepare yeah. your anus. Yeah. Prepare your anus. Uh, that's not what uh the last fire red is. Um, it's it's definitely several notches down from Radical Red, but above any kind of Pokemon game that we have out right now that's released by Nintendo, uh, Pokemon Company. I mean, and you, you say that, but Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon exist. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon were good, though they were really good, and they games. were very hard. <laughs> They were. Um, I'd say maybe one step above that. Uh, you get to a certain point in uh you get to a certain point in the game 
for um the last fire red where trainers have mega evolutions for their pokemon like left and right and there are like there are gym battles and like boss battles that you have where the they are mega evolution they're doing double battles where one of their pokemon is mega evolving the other one is dynamaxing it's insane yeah that's one heck of a double trouble yeah it's it's an it's it's crazy but it's really fun and you get like legendaries and stuff. There's like wormholes and stuff in there too to get like Pokemon. And it's nice because in the the last fire red, your mom, you start off with your mom giving you the shiny charm. So and you got stuff like the deck snap to help out. Um, I'm not gonna give this away, but if you ever do decide to play the last fire red, when you go to pick up your bicycle in um Cerulean City after you get the uh voucher, you'll be very surprised at what your bicycle is. I mean, I read the features, so I know what the bicycle is. <laughs> Shut up, Riley. Don't tell people. <laughs> but yeah. Um, do you have like a favorite ROM hack that you've ever played for Pokemon ever? So you see, I feel like it's hard for me not to give it to a specific game uh, because I've actually only ever fully beaten and like beat the Elite Four and the Champion and been inducted in the Hall of Fame in one ROM hack. That's and fair. that hack was Pokemon Sweet. Which is a very, very well done ROM hack where um, all the Pokemon are food themed, uh, more leaning towards like candy and sweet things. And the interesting thing about it is that, first of all, it's all double battles. So that's like an interesting, you know, battle mechanic, sort of like Coliseum and XD. Yeah. And the Pokemon that are food themed and candy themed, there's actually a whole new type chart. Instead of like your normal types, you have flavors. Like there's there's apple flavor, fucking is that, orange is that flavor. that the one with like the brownie? Uh, brownie sore. Brownie sore? Yes. That's cool. I've I've actually looked at that one and thought about like that would be interesting. Do like a special like Christmas like month of December. Let's play for it. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it is kind of Christmassy, I guess. Just candy wise. Candy is Christmassy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I lost my I lost my. Do you have off. a favorite ROM hack? I do. I absolutely do. Um, it is the one that I'm currently playing and enjoying. The Last Fire Red. <laughs> it's the best one that I've played so far, and I love it. Do you think that's recency bias, or do you think it'll stay that way? Um, I think until they come out with another ROM hack that offers everything that I would make that I would consider to be a perfect ROM hack. Um, this is the closest I have that really like hits like hits home and hits base for me that I really love. Um, it's it is by far my favorite ROM hack that I've played so far. Now that's certainly fair. There is one that is currently being worked on, like how Pokemon Xenoverse was. There's one that is currently being worked on that the uh region is based off in africa it's a uh essentially it's it's an egyptian slash african themed uh region 
Yeah. And I really, really can't wait. I've talked to the guy who's making it, uh, who is the creator of the Pokemon in the region. And he said that they are currently working on the ROM. And he said that when they get it done, he will he will gladly let me. Uh, he'll he'll he might let me get like one of the first looks at it and play it and review it on my channel once I get my new PC up and rolling, getting my YouTube channel going. So you should ask him if he uh, if he wants to come on uh, Pixels on the podcast. We've we've before like talked about the idea of having somebody who's made a ROM hack or is making a ROM hack on to talk about that process. We actually had, um, uh, what the fuck is his name? Caps Lock Prime, uh, the guy who made Pokemon Clover, was commenting yeah. on some of uh, me and Colo's Pokemon Clover videos. And we invited him on the podcast and he, ne- he just said he'd think about it and we never heard from him again. But I still think it would be interesting to talk to somebody who's like done that sort of development and like, hear what it's yeah. like. Well, I I might talk to him. Um, I know that him and I've been and whatnot. Um, and I might talk to him about seeing if he wants to do like a conversational piece on pixels for a topic going over his ROM hack that he's making. It might it might do good for a little bit of a advertisement for him to kind of get people hyped up for it. <laughs> Because his design, be interesting, and then probably probably give us some attention as well, because he'd sort of have you like you know a, a sort of scoop on this new up and coming ROM hack. Oh yeah, no, this guy is amazing. He really, honestly, is like his creations that he's doing for this game are solid. Like there are regional variants um, to the Pokemon. There's also a brand new like fake Mon that he's that he designed. The starters for this region are amazing literally just amazing the the detail that it's gone in to just the the simple concept design for the pokemon is just nuts um while we're while we're talking i'll see if i can find his uh find the stuff that i had talked to him about oh yeah okay okay so the guy that i was talking about he uh his twitter is mikemon that's M Y K E M O N. Um, you uh, his, his at handle is uh Lu Wake uh Lueka region. So uh the at sign L E W E K A then region. So R E G I O N. Um, the guy is doing amazing work. You can go there and view some of the Pokemon uh that he has on there. Um, he has a few like designs for the characters um he even has like fake made up uh ash adventures for like the exotica lueca region um there are he has like the main protagonist and 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 antagonists there's a lot of good stuff like this this guy has done amazing work and i'm gonna try to see if i can i'm sorry how do you spell his twitter at again uh lueca l-e-w-e ka lueca region got it yep it's like a it's it's an egyptian eye this is oh this is interesting i see the logos they look pretty good yeah for pokemon order and chaos it's so good it's like ancient egyptian mythology themed it's seriously really good um i i'd be surprised if um this didn't go over well yeah he certainly seems like 
be serious about it. I'm excited to see where it goes. Oh yeah. But uh, so Odin, you had a question you wanted to pose to yourself and to I, I for this podcast. So, so my uh my question that I wanted to ask is, if you were to play a Pokemon ROM hack, what would be your perfect ROM hack? What would it all involve? Uh, features. Uh, you can get down to like the nitty gritty, the features um, of any sort, uh, Pokemon, uh, what kind of mechanics, what would make it the perfect ROM hack for you? Because like I said, there's a ROM hack out there for everybody. What would make, what would make it your ROM hack to play? Um, for me, my ROM hack would definitely be having all the generations of Pokemon. Um, Obviously, that's very possible. It's currently being done. Um, I would definitely want to have the ability to walk around with the first Pokemon in my party, like it was in Heart Gold and Soul Silver. That was amazing. I loved it. Um, I would definitely want to have you know the Mega Evolution Z Move Dynamax G Max. I would want raids in there as well to go to like Pokemon raid dens. Um. Maybe increase the shiny rate a little bit more because if you're playing a ROM hack, there's no reason to like dull down the, the, the shiny rate. You know, you can you can bump that shit up, give people a little bit of excitement to grind up in like certain areas and grass areas for like a shiny version of that Pokemon <laughs> that doesn't take centuries to do it. Um, I would definitely but by the same coin. It's sort of like. So shinies are an interesting topic for me specifically. I'm too long, uh, but when you have the shiny chances cranked up so high, it can get annoying well, almost. You don't want like it, it cranked. You don't want it cranked up to where like every five or ten Pokemon you run into is a shiny of that version. You, I mean, you still want it to have like a little bit of like uh, just better odds to run into it if you are actively trying to like search for that Pokemon. So, like, having the Dex Nav capability would be perfect in that. I also have weird, like, PTSD for Shinies, because as I was about to say, um, the standard Nuzlocke rules that Blast Burn Radio uses, and thus that I use a lot, because a lot of the people in the Blast Burn Radio community follow Blast Burn Radio's rules when they do Nuzlocke, for good reason. They're well-designed rules. Uh, but one of those rules is with the Shiny Claws, uh, not only can you catch a Shiny if you find it, you have to do your best to catch it, and once you catch it, it has to be in your party until it dies. That makes sense. So there's always that risk of like getting a really shitty Pokemon as a shiny and having to either carry it to the end or watch it die horribly. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's a great rule, but I mean, like, it is what it is. It, it, you don't have to follow that kind of rule, but this is just something for me. Like, if I was just doing, like, a standard playthrough... If I wanted to grind for a shiny version of a Pokemon, I don't want it to take like hours and take up my time to play for like a let's play, but it'd be nice to have maybe just like a bit bit higher odds, better odds to find one if I'm actively searching for yeah, one. Yeah, better than one in 8,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Like, like if you're, I, I, I don't mind if like the shiny odds are regular while playing the game, but if you're Dex Nav searching for Pokemon, like chaining Pokemon, let those rates be higher. Like that function itself. Um, I definitely want, you know, 
infinite bag space like it is currently in Pokemon games. Um, I don't mind the uh, mega evolutions for Pokemon that don't have a, who don't actually have a mega evolution. So like the Nidoking, King, Mega Nidoking, King, Mega Butterfree and stuff like that. Mega Flygon. That shit's cool. I'm down with that. Hands down. Let's go. Um, good story. Like, don't don't let it be plain. Like, change it up, you know? Like, uh, put, like, iconic characters in there that you're used to, that you know. Uh, make them, like, adapt them to the storyline and change the story up a little bit. You know? Make things different. Um, iconic alternate forms for Pokemon, like Shadow Lugia, uh, Crystal Onyx, uh, Armored Mewtwo. <laughs> Stuff like that. Put them in the game. Let, let's capture them. Let's use them. Um, regional forms of Pokemon. Make sure they're in there. That shit's pretty cool. Um, that would honestly make the um, best Pokemon ROM for me. Um, I think the only thing that would take the cake would be is if they let you go to different regions. I think that'd be cool. But That's, that's kind of, always the coolest thing. Yeah, but that's kind of asking a lot, even for the capabilities that is going on now for ROMs. Um, I mean, there have been ROM hacks out there that are good. You go to multiple regions, I believe. Uh, Sigma, shiny gold Sigma EX fucking turbo, whatever it's called, <laughs> which is like a yeah. hack of a hack of a hack. Uh, it, it all started like it started before Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out. They were making a remake of Gold and Silver, and they yeah. made that. And then as the years went by, like people like edited it. So now Shiny Gold Sigma EX, I believe, is the name. And it has Pokemon up to I believe it's just up to Gen 7. I don't think there's Gen 8 Mon in it yet. Uh Pokemon up to Gen 7, Mega Evolution, stuff like that. And along with the normal Johto and Kanto story, you also go to the Orange Islands and Hoenn. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think another feature would be like when you start a Pokemon ROM hack, like for my perfect one. It should let you choose what starter you want to you want to pick from all the regions. Not just oh, that'd be such a hard choice. Oh man! But can I'm you imagine gonna... sitting there and like having that opportunity to be like, all right, who do I want to start with? I know that feeling, Odin, because um, this isn't a ROM hack. Um, it's actually like a, a like a fan made like browser MMO. Like it's it's not. It's not very like deep technically, but I know like what it you're was, talking about. yeah, it was, it was it was probably voted one of the best uh, Pokemon MMO, uh, one of the pe best Pokemon games because it's a uh, Pokemon MMO. Yeah, but even then, there's like Poke MMO and Pokemon Revolution Online, which are actually good technologically. Yeah, uh, the game I'm talking about is a browser game called Unova RPG that I used to play all the time as a young child. That was just. Um, very basically designed Pokemon MMO RPG. Yeah. And you actually got to choose between all the starters when you made your account. And I remember that choice being like super agonizing. This was like, I believe this was right after X and Y came out that I made my account and like they had just added the X and Y starters. So it was every starter from the first six gens. And it was like, I don't know who to pick. Fuck. Yeah. Well, Riley, what would make your, uh, what would make the perfect ROM, Pokemon ROM hack for you? What would you want in it? Uh, for me, you see, I, so, I feel like having all of the Pokemon isn't really, you know, this is going to, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite for saying this because I was so into Dexit, but, 
having all the Pokemon isn't really a requirement. For for ROM hacks specifically, it's not a requirement. For the real real thing made by real developers for millions of dollars, it is. But we're not going there right now. Uh, <laughs> um, just have an interesting Pokedex with like good options, because like you know, if you have a Pokedex that's all Pokemon just available like within the normal game, it's hard to like you know spread that in an interesting way. It's just like, oh, there's fucking 80 different Pokemon in every route. It doesn't really feel, like, cohesive. Okay. So I feel like I'd, I'd be less concerned with them having all of the Pokemon and more concerned with them having, like, an interesting mix that, like, made for, like, interesting team-building options. I guess I uh, I do kind of understand that because even I, in The Last Fire Red, do f- I do feel occasionally a little overwhelmed in options. Yeah, like I'd say a Pokedex the size of something like X and Y or Sword and Shield would be good. Like you know, like oh, yeah, like three hundred, four hundred Pokemon that are but, like, spread out. Have a... Good options though. You like build yeah. that Dex, but make it good. And I mean, I'd even say like if you wanted to have all the Pokemon, if you wanted to show your fucking ROM hacking dick, that's fine. But you can lock. <laughs> You can lock some of them to the post game so it doesn't feel so overwhelming, right? Like, you know, the national decks. That's why it's yeah. there. <laughs> you have an interesting yeah. regional decks with like, interesting options. And then so for the like, post game, you have the national decks. So, like, right now you have eight generations of Pokemon. Um, there are eight badges in a Pokemon game. As you beat a badge, you unlock a generation available to you. That's a really interesting concept, actually. Yo, and like that, there'd be, that'd be a really interesting theming too. Like you could make it like one of a, a more difficult ROM hack, and like the premise could be that like each gym like represents a region in a way. So it's like a it's a type mixed team, like of just good options from that region that you have to best with your own team. Yep, that'd be really cool. It's a pretty. I literally just thought of that on the spot. No joke. But uh, but anyway, to get off that cool idea and to go into my own general Sorry. requirements. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're cool. I, I don't mind. I interrupt you enough. You can interrupt me. It's That's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, just an interesting mix of Pokemon available to me that, like, makes it feel interesting to, like, build a team without being too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I think the story is, like, my main thing. Like, I go and... My, like, taste in ROM hacks, like, I appreciate stuff like Triano hacks and, like, the hacks that add extra Pokemon and stuff, but I'm really into the ROM hacks that tell their own story, like, their own, like, fully realized story, like, stuff like Light Platinum, stuff like Dark Rising, stuff like, yeah, what else, even Clover tells its own story, even if it is a silly, wacky 4chan story, it's still its own story. I think you'd really like Pokemon Darkfire then. Uh, what is Pokemon Darkfire? Uh, basically, you it's a completely remade Pokemon game. N- new area, nothing really the same or familiar. Um, you start off as someone who got uh, who joined a club in the game, um, and you start off by doing these little uh, tasks for your club to kind of go up and rank. But it's just like a standard Pokemon game, but the whole storyline is you joining this club and doing stuff for them and like building up friendships and stuff with them. 
Is there a twist in the end where the club is actually like an equivalent to Team Rocket and you have to um, be like, uh-oh? No, I, I don't think it's Aww. like that. I haven't watched it all yet. I'm still watching a Let's Play of it. Just steal the Rattata, Jerry. It's fine. <laughs> no, nothing a battle happen. It's cool. It's, it's not that bad. That's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, uh, just have a story that's like interesting and compelling. Please, please. I'm not not saying like something bad about like other cultures but if you're gonna make an english version of your foreign rom hack please translate it well it's very hard to get into a story where the grammar is just broken atrocious <laughs> yeah like i appreciate the work and i'm glad you at least have an english option but like maybe maybe put a little bit more into the translation oh yeah it's kind of kind of difficult but, you know, yeah, that, and I really want the game, my, like, ideal ROM hack scenario is a game with a good story that's, like, an original, and it can either be an original region, or it can even be, like, a same region, as long as, like, the story and the people are different. Yeah. Honestly, I really, like, the concept of Black and White 2 are so interesting to me that I really want to see more ROM hacks that just do that for other Pokemon games. I get that. Like, that... Like that, its own story taking place in that region years later. Like I'd love to see. I'm pretty sure there is like somebody legitimately working on Emerald too, and that would be interesting to see, like come to fruition. Because I don't like Hoenn that much. Yeah. But you know, there were a lot of people who didn't like Unova that much, and then Black and White Two happened. Fair. And that made them like it. <laughs> we all we both go silent. <laughs> yeah, because we're trying to like plan a break. <laughs> so good job behind the musicing it just uh <laughs> just, just just go ahead we'll we'll, we'll continue so good I'll, I'll, okay I'll, I'll hold please hold uh but uh but even beyond like the sequel thing which that is also just a game that tells an original story and i really want there to be choices that impact the game because yeah Pokemon stories feel so linear because, like, there's never any choice. And, like, usually that is fine, but I think it's literally just spite at this point because there are so many times where, like, there's a choice box in Pokemon, but both choices are the same choice. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, or yes, or yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I think. A uh, a game where your choices make a difference is actually a super solid idea. Yeah, that those that's the main thing, and just um, you know, items and mechanics from later gens are obviously uh, you know welcome and wanted, especially the physical special split. Although I I'd, I'd be okay without the physical special split because I actually do enjoy like older games and mm -hmm. I like the interesting like aspect of like different moves doing different things because they weren't like what they seem like they would be like for, I think my favorite example of that is the fact that Typhlosion had amazing coverage in Gen 2 because it yeah. got Thunder Punch and Thunder Punch was a special move. So it actually worked on him. And so like interesting little things like that make it interesting, but just for the most part, physical special split, fairy type, new items, and yeah, that's basically it. Just tell me a compelling story and make it so my choices actually matter and, uh, you know, put good things in the video game. <laughs> there you go. All right.
And if any of the listeners want to chime in on it and tell us what would make your perfect Pokemon ROM hack, that would also be pretty cool. I'd like to hear about that. Yeah, I'm going to go into something like that a little bit later. But yeah, if you want to tell, tell us about ROM hacks that you like and shit, hit us up. We got a Twitter. We got an email. We got all sorts of things that you can hit us up on. Hell yeah. But uh, do you have any final thoughts on ROM hacks or anything else you would like to oppose the class before we move on? I'm really happy they exist. That is literally just how I feel about it. I, I, I really am happy that they're here. Um, I'm happy that people actively work on them and actively do their best to try to bring out good and amazing content for them. So uh, keep it up. I love, I love them, and I'll keep playing them. Uh, me too. I really love just the community that goes behind it and just all the interesting things that can come from having uh, ROM hacks. And just, it takes like the world of Pokemon, which is very like, you know, like not one note, but like, you know what you're going to get in a Pokemon game pretty much. But ROM hacks, they kind of, they kind of have that air of mystery. Like they can be anything. You can oh, yeah. fucking Pokemon, but they're all fucking Mario. They're all no. ju- not Mario characters. They're all just Mario. I'm sure. I'm sure that has existed or will exist. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just ROM hacks are cool, and I like them, and they should continue. And uh, Nintendo should not be an ass about it. But that's a that's a topic for another day. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, I think that's about it. So uh, we can. Uh, move on to uh, Pokemon of the episode, and I'm going to take it away. It's Pokemon. Who's that Pokemon? Look at the Pokemon. All right, Odin, uh, what are we doing? Are you, are you asking me questions or am I reading you a Pokedex entry? Um, surprise me. Okay, well, you got 15 questions. Go. sweet is it a legendary nope okay it's not a legendary um is it part of an evolutionary chain yes um does it have a total of three stages to the evolution chain Yes. So I'm up to. F- I'm up to three. three. Yeah, questions. you've asked three questions. You have twelve remaining. Okay. So one, two, three. I'm I'm keeping track of how many questions on here. Um. So let's see here. One, two, three. Um. Is it a dual type? Yes. Is it from the Hoenn region? No. Hmm. Ten questions to go. Yep. Um, is it from the Sinnoh region? No. Is it is it from the Gala region? Nope. 
shit, bro. Um, is it Unova? Nope. You've eliminated half of the possible regions. <sighs> Fuck. Johto. Nope. <laughs> well, something's on fire where Odin is. <laughs> it's it's alarming me, telling me I'm doing bad. It's a dumpster fire. That's the six questions remaining alarm. <sighs> Sounds like a fucking elephant. Yeah, it's six questions because the uh, seventh one is going to have to be, I guess... Um, shit. Is it a, from the Alola region? Nope. Kalos. Nope. Why is it from Kanto? <laughs> is that your the way? No, that's not your question because you know now. Wait, isn't there two that you haven't asked? No. Oh, okay, I just count bad. I guess. Um, all right, I got three questions and then I need an answer. Fuck. No, no, no. We changed how that works. You have four questions and then you have to answer. Okay. 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 15 questions and then an answer despite Genji's wishes because he hasn't been on the show in months. That's fair. So it has three stages to its evolutionary line. It is a dual typing. It's from Mm -hmm. Kanto. Yes. Is the entire line a dual type? Yes. Okay. Perfect. That narrows down a lot. Okay. All right. Um... Three questions. <sighs> Shit, dude. Fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, three stages in the evolutionary line all three of the pokemon are dual types Uh uh-huh i have three questions left that is correct not there is not many pokemon oh shit dude there's Fuck, there's. How can I um? How can I narrow this down? Um. Is that one of your questions? <laughs> how can no. I narrow this down? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um. Fuck, bro. Come on. I'm trying to figure this out because it's super stupid. And I feel like, is it a poison type? Yes. Shit. That's even worse. (laughs) That made it worse somehow. Yes, because there are one, two, three, three. Oh, dude, that could be four, though, because. All right. No. Two more questions. (sighs) 
Okay. Here we go. Is it also a grass type? Yep. I hate you. I hate you so fucking much. <laughs> okay, so that leaves... <sighs> Fuck, is that bell sprout line? I think it's just grass. Yeah, I think they're just grass. I don't think they're... No, they are. Shit, that means that there's three possible lines that I could choose from that are grass and poison that have three stages total and are dual typing. <sighs> All right. Okay. 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 Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Is it part of the Oddish line? No. All right. And that's the now yeah, I I guess one. Yep. Now I need an answer. <laughs> Is it Weeping Bell? Oh, oh, dude. Oh, man. Oh, oh, I feel so bad. Thank you to our four-year-old correspondent. The Pokemon of the episode was Pokedex number 71, Victory Bell. Oh, I was going to ask that, but that was going to be... I felt like that was too obvious. I was like, (laughs) stupid, and it's going to go Weeping Bell. I thought I thought about it too. Literally, ah! I almost did Weeping Bell. <laughs> you like my? Did you like my deduction though? It was very good. I'm very <laughs> proud of you for how good that was. I should have just guessed Kanto. I'm just gone from like generation one up, but I was like, that's just too obvious. Why? Uh, if someone's gonna ask about a generation, why not just? No, and know that they're gonna start off at Gen One. Just make them waste their generation guesses by picking one of the later versions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was close though. I was in the right family. All right. So to give some info on this guy, first of all, I'll read a Pokedex entry. Um, so a specific one I found interesting. Uh, the Soul Silver Pokedex entry for Victory Bell states. This horrifying plant Pokemon attracts prey with aromatic honey, then melts them in its mouth. That's dark. So yeah, that's uh, Victory Bell ain't playing around. You don't fucks with Victory Bell, dude. I'll come for you, and I'll get you a. I'll get my dear listeners a Smogon set. I'm sure it's not very highly tiered. Oh, man. In fact, it's probably not even in Sword and Shield. I don't remember. The what? Uh, I don't think, I don't know if it's Victory Bell is in Sword and Shield. Um, I can check real quick. I mean, I'll know in a second, because I have Smogon up. Um, that is a negative, Ghost it's Rider. It's not in Sword and Shield. And there are no there are no national decks move sets available, so let's check out Gen Seven. In Sun and Moon, it is in the PU tier, and it is run. Um, one of the move sets that you can run is a specially offensive set with the moves Strength Sap, Leaf Storm, 
Sludge Bomb and Hidden Power Fire with either the items Gracium Z or Rocky Helmet, the ability Chlorophyll, the nature's Timid or Modest, and 4 in Defense, 252 in Special Attack, and 252 in Speed. Also worth knowing is apparently that Victory Bell gets use in the um, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee OU metagame, uh, where it's used... Oh shit, it went away, hold on. It's a Swords Dance set, and I'll tell you what it is in just a second. It's a Swords Dance set uh, with the moves Sucker Punch, Power Whip, Swords Dance, and either Sleep Powder or Poison Jab, and an Adamant Nature. And that has been Pokemon of the Episode. Woo! And that's that's it. It's podcast over. We did it. We made one. Mid episode. It only took an entire month of April. <laughs> we, did it. we did it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, I do have a couple things I want to say uh, regarding the podcast. Uh, if, if our listeners will stick around with us, I'll say these before the plug, so you don't have to listen to me incessantly plug everything I do before I say these couple of things. First of all, we are looking for guests of the show, in just in general. Uh, if you want to do an episode with me, probably just me, <laughs> maybe Anna Roo. <laughs> But other than that, probably just me. Uh, you can hit up Pokemon Variety Hour on uh, Twitter at PVH Podcast, or you can join the Discord, which is linked in the description, and hit me up there, and we'll schedule and we'll get you on an episode. Uh, specifically, I am looking for uh, some Pokemon content creators who have. I guess you don't have to specifically be a content creator, but at least, we'll, like, I, I kind of want to cross promote. You know what I mean? Um, for an episode about uh fi- about rom hacks and fan games specifically in terms of how often they get terminated by Nintendo and Game Freak and whether that is a morally good thing I want to I want to do a discussion of that with some uh people who are also part of the content creation community so you know if you got your own Pokemon podcast and you want to come on mine and we'll have a good time together uh hit me up and uh just in general, I want to say, if you're out there listening, uh, please do interact with us in just any way you can on Twitter and the Discord, whatever you feel. Just because, you know, I like the I like making this show. I like doing this show. And I don't think there's anybody involved with the show who dislikes making the show. But I think it's very obvious that a lot of the co-hosts involved, and even myself to an extent, have lost some of the motivation to do the show. And I think what would really bring that forward... Is just, you know, community interaction. That's what we've always wanted in all of our shows. Is just, you know, oh, yeah. have a community to interact with. So if you like Pokemon Variety Hour and you want to hear it more, the best way to do that is just to interact with us and make it known that you do listen to Pokemon Variety Hour and you want more. And that might motivate people like, you know, Jinji or Penguin or Odin or me to make more episodes. Yeah, and, it uh, definitely would. And also, Odin, I got something to say to you, my friend, specifically. Oh, boy. Here we go, guys. So, if you'll remember, if you'll flash back to the history of Pokemon Variety Hour, the long, long long history, but not really that long ago, because Odin was involved, and Odin joined after the reboot. So, Uh not that far in history. There were two particular episodes of Pokemon Variety Hour. And uh, we promised to make them monthly. And I believe the last one was, what, six months ago? 
And I don't know if you know what I'm talking about yet or if I had to point it out for you to remember. Um, I, I know there's a few things that I discussed that I wanted to go over and make episodes on. Oh, those but- two. I want, I want those two. But this specifically is uh, the insufferable Pokemon media arguments. We did, we did, we did episode two months ago. I think it's about time to do a third. It's about time to do number three. What do you think? I think you're right. Yeah, I think it might be. So uh, look out for it soon, folks. Uh, We got to think of some debates for it. So if you have debate suggestions, hit us up on Twitter or on the discord and just uh, listen out. Uh, Coming soon to a Pokemon variety hour near you. And maybe we'll make, Maybe we'll make the fourth one a month after the third one, which will be the first time that we actually pull off that timetable. <laughs> yeah. And did I have anything else to say? Uh, no, I think that's about it. I guess, you know, hit us, just hit us up in any way you can. Uh, let us know you're listening. Any topic <laughs> suggestions, any get wanting to guest on the show, all of it. We're, all, we're super open to it. Come hit us up absolutely do it we want to hear you we want to hear from you yep we're all still here even though we we lie dormant for long periods of time we are still here just in case (laughs) i have had lots of stuff happening in my life it's not that i don't want to do pokemon variety hour it's just that i have a lot of irl things that need tending to that's fair and so do i which is probably why i am less because you know there were days back in the old days where it was looking like we couldn't do episodes weekly where I would just push and push and push and push. Yeah. I don't really do that anymore because <laughs> I got shit going on, too. I would prefer yeah. to the show to be weekly, but it's perhaps convenient for me that it isn't. So I don't really push that hard. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but anyway, we should probably get our plugs over with. We're hitting the two hour mark here, which is good. I'm glad we got some good content here. Oh, yeah. Um, Odin, where can our listeners find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at by Odin's Beard. That is Odin with two N's. I will never stop saying it, so don't forget it. Don't forget it. He will kill you. He will come to your house. Well, we're not going to go that far. I'm not going to place. <laughs> I'm not going to place any virtual threats out there. But I. I he will uh, come to your house and kill you in Minecraft. He will get I, into your Minecraft server, come to your Minecraft house, and grief you. I might make fun of you a little bit. But um, anything else? Um, you can also find me on Pixels, Polygons, and Fun, uh, the video game podcast where we talk about any anything underneath the video game sun, or is it everything? I don't know. It's one of the everything. Two. I believe it's everything under the video game sun or anything. I don't know either. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Anything and everything underneath the video gaming sun, uh, where you will find me on there as a semi-consistent host. Um. That's pretty much it. And you can find that podcast everywhere where uh, podcasts podcasts are found. Um, I'm sure there's a description somewhere down there below. Uh, I don't think I link pixels below because we just taught, we just put, pitch it every time. But yeah, you know yeah. the word pixel. You know the word polygon. You know the word fun. It's polygon. Look it up on, it's yes, plural. But, um, it's Multiple. plural, yes. But I'm saying you all know that, that word. You know no, <laughs> don't make the same mistake Jinji did when he was naming the YouTube channel uh, Pixels Polygon and Fun yeah uh, <laughs> there's a single Polygon YouTube channel for Pixels of course of course but um, 
yeah, uh, you can check out that. That's the main show of the network. This is Pixels Media. Uh, Pixels probably got the fun as the main show. And you can find that on like literally anywhere you can listen to a podcast reasonably. Yeah. Besides, well, you can find it on YouTube. You just won't find much of it on YouTube. You'll find the first 12 episodes on YouTube. (laughs) I actually need to uh, look up how to adjust my YouTube channel that I currently have so I can change it up and rebrand it for uh, my YouTube channel that I'm going to be working on once I get my new PC from PowerGPU. Shout out to them. Hashtag not sponsored. I'll definitely be interested to see how you, uh, what kind of YouTube videos you make. I need to get more into Um, It's going to be... I, I haven't quite decided on what I want the main content to be yet. So it's going to be kind of. I'm not going to say everywhere because that's a really bad word to use when you're trying to be a content creator. Um, but. Oh, no, it's not a bad word to use. I'm everywhere. I'm just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. Well, it happens to all of us. I might be I might be throwing a little spaghetti, you know. Um, it, it's it's definitely funny. going to be. It's definitely be mostly Pokemon and Minecraft based. Um, and I know that there I'm, I've kind of delved into this new hobby of mechanical keyboards. So you'll probably see like product review and tech review and stuff like that uh, for things that I like daily drivers and stuff that I use and hobby stuff. Um, we'll find out. I guess so. You never know. Yep. Uh, this is a very, very brief tangent, I promise. But for my YouTube channel, I've been doing mainly Let's Play stuff. And, like, that's fun. But one one piece of content I really want to get into a lot more is doing, like, just, like, collaborative, like, funny videos. Like, the main the main thing that, like, people do is, like, Reddit videos. And it's, like, that general concept. But, like, people do other stuff, too. That's, like, in that same vein where it's just, like, you know, a bunch of people get together and they look at and react yeah. to, like, funny shit. I've done I've done Reddit videos in the past and they've been really fun, but it's you know it's hard to get a group of people together, especially when your main fucking content creation group uh, barely gives a shit about you. <laughs> it's not, neither here nor there. <laughs> um, okay, plugs, turbo plugs. Now go. Um, Twitter, Riley tweets. Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Riley streams. YouTube, Riley exclamation point. Fucking other podcasts. Uh, there's the MoCast at anchor.fm slash the-mo-cast or on the YouTube channel MoDiggity42. That's where you can fucking listen to me, Mo, and Robin have a grand old time, talk about whatever. I'm sure we'll have you on that show someday, Odin, because I know you enjoy Mo. Mo's pretty cool. I like that guy. He is pretty cool. I like Mo. My good friend. He's old and um, full of wisdom. Dumb. <laughs> he is full of wisdom. I learn. I learn a lot from that man. He's, he's been on this earth a lot longer than I. Uh. <clears throat> yep. And then there's the Riley Podcast Mega Feed, which is on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, same three places you can find this show. That's where I do a lot of podcasts that I host, like Largest Issue in the Galaxy and the Riley and Not Ian Movie Review Podcast. Um, and also the Jelly U podcast is on there, which is uh, Jason's new podcast, which he has on his second channel. It also goes up on the Riley Podcast Mega Feed, and it's where me and Jason we uh, we pick a topic and we talk about it, and we just generally have a good time. Um, yes. And that's oh, big guy, little guy on YouTube, my other YouTube channel, uh, where me and my friend Andrew do let's plays, and that's it. That's everything. Big guy, little guy in particular. If you follow one thing that I mentioned today, big guy, little guy, I really want that to get more attention. 
Yay. But anyway, that's it. We're done. Uh, thank you for listening to Pokemon Variety Hour. I've been Riley. And I've been Odin. And we'll see you guys next time for not... Probably won't be next time in Sufferable Pokemon Media Argument 3, but that will come soon. And next time will be something. Woo! Look forward to everything that we're going to make soon. TM. Bye. Bye. Bye.